Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey. In our podcast today, we're taking a look at our passions, what they are, what ignites them, and how to find fulfillment of our true purpose. I remember taking a boat ride along the ocean's edge in Mexico. We'd rented a boat for the day and went exploring down the coast. We got to a small village and their conditions caught my attention. Off to the side was a three-story apartment building, although it was a bit of an exaggeration to call it such. The front of it was missing. I'm not sure what happened, but it was gone. It was kind of like looking at a dollhouse with a dozen or so family units. Off the beaten trail, I'm not sure what these villagers did for income. There certainly was no commerce there. These people were poor. But the funny thing was that inside every cubicle was a television. They had so little, but they did have TV. I'm guessing they had cell phones, too. It's interesting that if we want something badly enough, we'll find a way to get it. I've noticed it's common for those who are homeless to have tattoos. Have you priced tattoos lately? They're not in my budget. The drive that exists in the human will is powerful. Jonathan Edwards, a writer, preacher, and theologian from the 1700s, talked about the passions that move the will to act. Edwards said this, I am bold in saying this, but I believe that no one is ever changed either by doctrine, by hearing the word, or by the preaching or teaching of another, unless the affections are moved by these things. When our passions are ignited, we will automatically move in that direction, no matter the cost, no matter the inconvenience, no matter the pain involved no matter how long it takes. That's true of all people. What is different from one person to the next is what we are passionate about. What will we move heaven and earth to attain? What is it we care so much about? We will stop at nothing to get it. I wonder if healing is on that list, emotional, mental, and spiritual healing. Are we interested in being the healthiest person we can be? Healthy in how we relate to our family, how we relate to those we work with, people at our church, friends, neighbors. What about being a healthy son or daughter of God? Are we as passionate about that as we are our favorite TV show or sports team or the latest phone? These things do nothing to improve our life or our relationships. They are merely distractions that keep us from focusing on what is truly important. God has made each one of us. We are unique creations of God Almighty, fashioned by his very hands for a reason. He didn't make us to simply take up space on the planet. Are we passionate about finding out what is that reason? What's the point of our life? The road to get there begins with healing. No one, not even Jesus Christ himself, comes into their kingdom's work, the purpose for their life, the reason they are here, without first spending time in the wilderness with God. 
Now, in Jesus' case, he didn't need healing. He was perfect. What do I mean by that? Well, he didn't sin. He never committed one single sin. And why didn't he sin? He had perfect beliefs. Jesus knew and believed what the Bible said about God's character, about their relationship, and about himself. Jesus knew God was righteous and holy and worthy of trust. He knew his father loved him, desired a relationship with him, and would do anything needed to communicate his love for him. And finally, Jesus knew he was the son of God, valuable, useful, and significant. Jesus didn't have any doubt. He didn't have any pride. He didn't have any rebellion. He obeyed God 100% of the time. So when Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days, it wasn't for healing. It was to establish his righteousness and holiness in the face of extreme temptation. It was a test, a test Jesus passed. For the rest of us, there are some differences. We do need healing before we're ready to live as the man or woman we were created to be. There are things living in our hearts and minds that are painful, prideful, wrong, and false. Things that need to be cleaned up and cleared up. Let's take a stroll through some key figures of biblical history and find what God did just prior to launching their life's purpose. Let's start with Joseph. When you look at the first 17 years of Joseph's life, you see a pretty good kid all in all. He was talented and readily used those talents to help his father in uh, Jacob's business. If you were to look over Jacob's 12 sons and pick out a couple that probably needed a wilderness experience to get their life on the right track, you would not have picked Joseph. He was the good kid. Maybe Simeon and Levi, they murdered a whole village. Yet it was Joseph got picked. He allowed Joseph to be sold into slavery and moved to a foreign country forever. And if that wasn't bad enough, he then ended up in prison. Joseph's wilderness experience lasted 13 years while he learned who God really was and who he really was. Before he was ready to assume the calling on his life, governing Egypt and saving the surrounding areas from starvation. God had a big job for Joseph, and it required a purifying 13 years to get him ready. Joseph had passions all along. He was born with strong administrative skills and used them in the family business. But Joseph had to learn to allow God to direct his passions. God needed those passions harnessed for a much greater work than Joseph could ever have imagined. Joseph had to learn to yield to God. That meant his pride had to go. If you think 13 years is a long time, Moses was in his personal wilderness 40 years. God created Moses to lead his people, the Israelites, out of Egypt and take them to the promised land, Canaan. I would have thought by the time Moses was 40, he was ready to take on the project. But he murdered a man and fled Egypt instead. He seemed to get further from his purpose, not closer. He was in exile from Egypt for 40 years and lived in Midian until he was 80. 
Moses had a passion for his people. He cared about their suffering. That's why he murdered the Egyptian in the first place. But Moses had to learn to do things God's way. He had to learn humility and obedience. The big job wouldn't succeed otherwise. When Moses was 80, after 40 years in his own wilderness, he was finally ready to do what God called him to do, deliver the people from Pharaoh as the ruler of Egypt. David allowed a similar path as Joseph, 17 when he was anointed king of Israel, and 30 when he finally assumed the position. Like Joseph, he suffered for 13 years, running from Saul, the current king, trying to stay alive. David was a passionate warrior, passionate about defending his beloved Israel and honoring his God. But David also had to learn dependence upon the Lord. He was a wild guy, afraid of nothing, but he needed to learn to fear the Lord, to obey God and depend upon him. That meant squeezing some pride out of David. Some stuff in him needed healing and restoration. And our quick little tour wouldn't be complete without including Paul from the New Testament. Another guy, full of passion and immensely talented. But he was on the wrong team. He was using his passion to persecute God's people. Paul needed a totally new belief system and healing for the sin in his life. God stopped his life in a dramatic way and took him to the wilderness for three years. Paul needed God's healing in his life before he would be in a place to assume the purpose for his life, bringing the gospel to the Gentiles, to everyone who was not a Jew. They were all good people with good gifts, but their passions were either misdirected or their pride and false beliefs were interfering with them going in God's direction. They needed the refiner's fire, the purifying process of healing that prepares us to live the life God has called us to live. Malachi 3, 2-3 says, For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. God needs to first do a work in all of us before we're ready to live the life he's called us to live. Too often, Christians launch in one of two directions after they take the step of asking Jesus to be their Savior. They either leave it there, never pursuing the plan of God, the things of God, and just continue to live their life the way they always have, the way everyone does who doesn't know Jesus, or they take the other road. They attempt to follow and serve God with all the nasty wounds still living in them, along with their false beliefs and prideful choices. That's like trying to run a race with broken legs. So many Christians are out there trying to follow God, trying to serve Him, but their hearts are full of arrows, arrows of pain and sadness, arrows of betrayal, rejection and abandonment, arrows of shame, grief, disappointment. We must let God pull the arrows out and heal the wounds. That's God's specialty. He's really good at it. He's had a lot of practice. Let him have your wounds, and he will give you his peace in their place. 
Don't be like so many people who never let God deal with the toxic junk living inside them. So their life never really gets on track with God's plan. Then they have problematic careers, problematic marriages, problematic families, just about every direction they turn. They experience problems, but they never stop and ask, am I the problem? Do I need some healing? Do I need to allow God to do a work inside me? Am I really yielding my life to the Lord or am I just doing what I want to do and hoping he's good with it? Isaiah 57, 18 says, I have seen his ways and I will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. God wants to heal you. He has something better for you. He's a passionate God. He passionately loves you. And he passionately desires that you live the life he's created you for. But you've got to trust him in order to get there. Would you it his way? Would you submit yourself to him and allow him to do whatever restorative work necessary? We live in an instant world. We are an impatient lot. We don't want to But if we aren't willing to wait for healing to receive God's redemptive work in our hearts and minds, our life is never going to achieve its intended purpose. We've got to get under his authority, under his control, under his wisdom, or we'll never live the true purpose of our life. Don't accept the world's cheap counterfeit. Go for the real life, the one that makes a difference. Going through the wilderness is worth it because on the other side is the promised land. That's where you are meant to live, not in Egypt, not in bondage, and not even in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place we pass through in order to get to the promised land. That's where we get the healing we need so we can live a great life. Every person longs for fulfillment, contentment, and satisfaction. Well, that's where the healing process takes you. It's in the promised land that we find our true significance and real happiness. Nothing compares to having a real relationship with God and living the life he's created us for. Can you say that about your new car, your bank account, your sports team or TV show or whatever you've been passionate about? God's restorative process makes us a healthy spouse, a healthy parent, a healthy employer or employee, a healthy friend, neighbor, church member. It makes us a healthy child of God. Yes, it takes some time. I'm not going to kid you. It can be a hard road and involves some painful things. That's because there are things attached to our life, attached to our heart, to our thoughts, need to be ripped out and thrown away. But it's worth the cost because the process leads us to the life we were made to live. There are a lot of things that comprise healing. Things I talk about in detail in other podcasts. But for today, I want to challenge you to examine your passions and evaluate their true value to their life. Where are your passions? Are they MIA? Ask the Lord to help you locate the passions that move your will 
to act according to his will. Are your passions misdirected? Ask the Lord to direct them according to his plan for you. Ask him to give you a heart for healing. Don't let life distract you from what's really important. You only get one life. Use it for something good. Use it for the purpose God created you. All scripture is from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.